0: The United States brought the world's number one terrorist leader to justice. Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi is dead. God bless the U.S.
1: Kevin's podcast show. I am your host, Kevin Marshall. Well, we got him. We got old Al Baghdadi, the leader of ISIS. That's right. We killed him. Killed him dead. Well, actually, we didn't kill him, but we'll talk about that in News versus News, and that's coming up. Association is proud to present heavyweight action. Let's get ready to rumble! Starting off news versus news today, we're going to hear from Al Jazeera, the English version, because I don't speak whatever they speak. The ISIL chief, they call it ISIL. I don't know, I know Obama used to call it ISIL. I don't know if it's a thing, not sure. But anyway. They call it ISIL. We call it ISIS. Some folks call it a sling blade. I call it a Kaiser blade. Mm -hmm. So there you go. The ISIL chief, al Baghdadi. That's hard to say. It's hard to get my little country tongue around that big old foreign word. al Baghdadi. al Baghdadi, That guy. U.S. President Donald Trump has confirmed the death of ISIL leader Abu Bakar al Baghdadi, in a military operation in Syria's northwest Idlib province. Last night, the United States brought the world's number one terrorist leader to justice. You just heard him in the pre-opening there. He said that Trump announced at the White House on Sunday that al Hadadi. I'm trying to say his name right, folks. I'm really trying to be professional about this. It's hard not to. It's hard for me not to make fun of his name. But Trump said that the leader of the Islam- Islamic State of Iraq and the Levant, hmm, the Islamic State of Iraq, that would be ISIS, and the Levant, whatever the Levant is, died after he died after running into a dead end tunnel in the village of Berisha and ignited an explosive vest during the raid. So he got chased down, according to the president, down this tunnel, and when he got to the end, he blew himself up. Not only did he blow blow himself up, but he killed three of his children. So, he's pretty much a dick. He was a sick and depraved man, and now he's gone, said Trump. He died like a dog. He died like a coward. In a national address, the U.S. president described a daring nighttime airborne raid by American Special Forces, during which a large number of his companions were killed. al Baghdadi's 11 other children were uninjured, said Trump, and were left under the care of an unnamed third party. Speaking from the White House diplomatic room, the president said that al Baghdadi spent the last moments in utter fear and claims that he was whimpering, quote, whimpering, and died as a coward running and crying. Good, good, good. Because for all things being equal, knowing that I am a libertarian and I was a big supporter of getting the hell out of Syria, this guy killed a lot of Americans. So I'm glad he's dead. Fuck him. That's how I feel about it. According to the U.S. President, they received immediate and positive identification on the body after an on-site DNA test. That's scary. They can do an on-site DNA test and it's immediate. What's the world coming to? But he said that the world is now a much safer place. His body was mutilated by the blast the tunnel had caved in on it. in addition, but test results gave certain, immediate, and total positive identification. It was him, Trump told reporters. Trump went on to say the thug who tried so hard to intimidate others spent his last moments in utter fear, total panic, and dread, terrified of the American forces bearing down on him. Bam-ba-da-bam-bam-bam, folks. America may not be the best country in the world, in some people's opinion, which that opinion's wrong, by the way. We are the best country. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care how much anybody complains about it. We're the best. We may have low spots, but on average, we're the best. Why does everybody want to come here? Because we're the best. And, on top of all that, we have the best military in the world. And if you were in the military, I salute you. Thank you for your service. I know that's pandering, but it's true. I really do appreciate it. No U.S. troops were injured in the operation, the President said, adding that sensitive information was taken from the compound by U.S. Special Forces. Well, good. I'm glad they got some good stuff. By the morning, he was thanking Russia, Turkey, Syria, and Iraq, as well as Kurdish fighters in Syria for their support. The death of al-Baghdadi marks a significant foreign policy success for Trump, coming at one of the lowest points in his presidency as he is mired in impeachment proceedings. Commenting on Trump's choice of words... Al Jazeera's senior political analyst said it was important for the U.S. president to, quote, make clear to those who follow or might support ISIL that al Baghdadi is a coward. It is a way not only to kill al Baghdadi physically, but also in terms of whatever memory there is of him, to kill his character, he said. Clearly, he's going to be a selling point about how he assassinated and ended the Islamic State and revived the American economy, he noted, referring to the upcoming U.S. election. Defense Secretary Mark Esper said that the mission was to capture or kill the ISIL leader while Trump had initially said no Americans were injured. Esper said, two service members suffered minor injuries but have already returned to duty. So, thank God for that. All right, that's what Al Jazeera had to say. Now, didn't sound bad to me, it sounded pretty accurate. Accurate, sounded pretty accurate. But we're gonna hop on over to the BBC and we're gonna see how they responded to us killing al Baghdadi. Stand by for that. From the BBC, Abu Bakr al Baghdadi, the ISIS leader, is dead after the US raid in Syria. The fugitive leader of the Islamic State. The IS group killed himself during a U.S. military operation in northwest Syria, President Donald Trump has said. Speaking from the White House, he said that al-Baghdadi detonated a suicide vest after fleeing into a tunnel chased by U.S. military dogs. Al-Baghdadi came into prominence in 2014 when he announced the creation of a caliphate in the areas of Iraq and Syria, Islamic State carried out multiple atrocities that resulted in thousands of deaths. The jihadist group imposed a brutal rule in the areas under its control and was behind many attacks around the world. Although the U.S. declared the caliphate defeated earlier this year, the Islamic State militants... (laughs) I just got a text message. I'm going to leave that in. That was my sister. She's probably going to listen to this. That was your text, Carolyn. Uh, The caliphate uh, was, they declared that the caliphate was defeated earlier this year. The Islamic State militants remain active in the region and elsewhere. al Baghdadi's death is a major victory for Mr. Trump as he faces heavy criticism for his decision to pull U.S. troops out of northern Syria and fights an impeachment inquiry launched by the Democrats. Well, here's my thing. I'm glad he pulled them out of Syria. We shouldn't be there anyway. You know, if we got to go in and take care of business, send in a small little force, do what we did with Albag Hadadi, and be done with it. I'm getting better at saying his name, by the way. It's too bad he's dead. In an unusual Sunday morning statement, Mr. Trump described the nighttime operation in extraordinary detail, saying Albag Hadadi ran into a dead-end tunnel, whimpering and crying and screaming while being chased by military dogs al Baghdadi killed himself and three of his children by igniting a suicide vest, Mr. Trump said, causing the tunnel to collapse. No U.S. personnel were killed, but one of the dogs was seriously injured in the explosion. The blast mutilated al Baghdadi's body, but according to the president, an on-site DNA test confirmed his identity. Well, they, they gave a little more information, I think. They, they they told us that he started a caliphate. He set himself up as the um, the religious leader. He just come in and announced, hey, I'm the man, and I guess he was. I don't know, but he's not now, because he's definitely dead, and I had read somewhere that they had been some infighting amongst them, but anyway, you know, on the one hand, you had Al Jazeera, and they reported everything pretty accurately. I felt like they did anyway, and then on the other side, they, um, BBC, they kind of gave you some background, so that was pretty cool. I'm glad that they did do that. Uh, let's see what the world leaders had to say about it. So this is going, This is also from Al Jazeera. We're going to be jumping back and forth between the two of them. So. In Turkey, the Turkish president said that Al-Baghdadi's killing quote, marked a turning point in our joint fight against terrorism. It's good to know. The Russian defense ministry reacted to the news with skepticism. wa Saying it had... Quote, no reliable information on the U.S. operation. Quote, The Russian Ministry of Defense. Let me uh, 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 let me start over again because I want to I want to do this in a Russian voice. This is I'm gonna try to do some voices on this one. Quote, It is no reliable information on the U.S. operation. The Russian Ministry of Defense does not have reliable information on the U.S. servicemen conducting in the Turkish-controlled part of the de-escalation zone of Idlib, an operation on yet another elimination of the former IS leader Abu Bakr al baghdadi So there you go. That's the best Russian I could come up with. It's not good. I never said it was good. I said it was the best I could come up with. Ben Ben, Benjamin Netanyahu, the Prime Minister of Israel. He's been Prime Minister of Israel like a million times. they got a weird system over there. Anyway, Ben Ben says... Oh, he labeled the event as an impressive achievement. The, this reflects our shared determination of the United States of America and of all free countries to fight terror organizations and terrorist states. Well, of course. Iran. Let's see what Iran said. Their information minister, Mohammed Javid Aziri, said in a tweet that the killing of al Baghdadi was, quote, No big deal. You just killed your creature and evidently what he was referring to is that we created isis and in a way we did well obama pulled us out of iraq and it made a vacuum which created isis and in turn caused a whole bunch more problems which i want to point out to people donald trump has fixed now you may not like it you may not see it that way But that is facts. If you talk to military people, they're going to tell you the same thing. We pulled out of Iraq too early. Withdrawal was too swift and too massive. It allowed ISIS to form in Mosul, and this guy was leading it. This al-Baghadadi was leading it. Then they turned around and killed thousands of people. Then we ended up, years later, we ended up having to go into Syria, of all places, and kill him. I'm going to have to say the Iranian information minister is, uh, he's right on that. We just killed—we did kill our creature. Actually, we killed Obama's creature. Trump killed Obama's creation. Let that sink in. Trump killed Obama's creation. Uh, Bahrain, the foreign minister, praised the move and said it was a fatal blow to the group, the killing of the criminal... Al-Baghdadi is a severe blow to the ISIL terrorist organization. We salute our brothers and allies on their efforts and success in finding and getting rid of him. The French Defense Minister Florence Parley. Parley? Parley? Florence Parley. Whatever. I don't know who she is. But anyway, congratulated the U.S. but cautioned that the fight against ISIL will continue. Well, of course it will. The English Prime Minister Boris Johnson. He's got Trump hair, by the way. If you look him up, old look old Boris Johnson up. He's got Trump hair, and he acts a lot like Trump. And a lot of people like him. He said that this was quote an important moment, but also warned that the battle against ISIL is not over yet. Well, no kidding. Kurdish-led Syrian Democrat Democratic forces. These are the Kurds that you've heard so much about. Uh, the commander of the Kurds said that the achievement was a result of a quote joint intel cooperation thanks to everyone who participated in this great great mission uh and he tweeted at donald trump uh the united states army uh al Baghdadi is dead so there you go folks that was news versus news and i'm just gonna say i like the idea that bbc gave us a lot of background on the whole thing but al jazeera gave us all that uh Reaction from other countries and stuff like that. I, I'm I'm gonna say Al Jazeera probably won this one. Uh, they're not a bad news organization. They're like everybody else, they're a little bit skewed, but they've got a lot of ins and outs that they can get to that our our reporters just really can't. But anyway, that's been news versus news. Who do you think won?
0: Hey yeah. what? Justin, Beverly Hills 90210, Cleveland Browns 3.
1: Breaking news on the Al Bag Hadadi killing. It seems like the president did not tell House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. He didn't tell her drunk ass that uh, we were going in to get Al Bag And she's kind of pissed about it. Vice President Mike Pence said that it was not an indication of a lack of trust. Well, that's exactly what it was. He can say that all he wants, but that's true. When asked if he notified Pelosi beforehand, uh, Trump said he did not because he did not want any members of the U.S. forces to die. (laughs) Which kind of says to me that, you know, he was... Expecting leaks if that happened. So, no, I didn't. I didn't do that. I wanted to make sure this was kept secret. I didn't want to have people lost. Pelosi issued a statement after Al Baghdadi's death was announced criticizing Trump for not informing leaders of Congress beforehand. Of course she did. You can't congratulate our military for doing a great operation or even the president having the balls to go over and do it. You've got to go and bitch about something because that's what you are. You're the speaker of the bitch house. Lord, how mercy. The House must be briefed on this raid, which the Russians, but not top congressional leadership, were notified of in advance. Well, you know why the Russians were notified and the Turkish were notified? (sighs) Because they have weapons pointed all over up there. And they can blow shit up and kill people. That's why you have to notify them. If I'm going to walk across your yard at two o'clock in the morning, it would be it would behoove me to let you know if I know that you've got a gun or something like that, or maybe an alarm system or whatever, and to say, "Hey, is it okay? Is it cool if I cut across your yard at two o'clock in the morning because that's what we did. We cut across the Russians yard and the Turkish yard because they control areas of Syria in the northern part. And if we didn't tell them, guess what? They would have shot our shit down. Because their stuff is a lot more effective than, well, Turkey's is because we sold it to them, and Russia's is because they spend money on it. You know, the ISIL fighters have, you know, they're basically throwing rocks at us. But yeah, she got her panties in a wad over the whole thing, so... She said that the uh, the House must be briefed on this raid, which the Russians, but not top congressional leadership, were notified of in advance, and on the administration's overall strategy in the region. Pelosi said, "Our military and allies deserve strong, smart, strategic leadership from Washington." Well, you heard me. I just I just got through saying, Nancy. I just got through telling you all the response from from Iran, from Bahrain, from Russia, from Israel. The United Kingdom, everybody, France, nobody was negative on the thing. There were some lukewarm responses, but nobody was negative, so, you know, and all of our allies were, were for it, even France. So, that's bullshit. Trump said that he did notify Russia before that, uh, beforehand that the U.S. would be active in the region because Russia currently has a presence there. The president said he did not reveal the purpose of the Mitch mission. See, aren't there you go, Nancy? You frickin' idiot! All right, next up, it is the unknown redneck. Hello there, Americans. Do you like getting your murk on? Do you like hearing about news of the day, news of the world, news of the country? Do you like bitching about Nancy Pelosi or listening about Trump? From all that in between, find it all on Kevin's podcast show. It's intricate, informative, and damn it, it's funny. Go (laughs) Merka.
0: and friends, Unknown Redneck here on Kevin's Podcast Show. Honey, I want to tell you all a story about that time that we went up there to Starla Jean's little Frenchie feller at little John Jean Luke, Jean Jean, Jean Jean, you know, that little Frenchie feller at Renoir, Renoir, Renoir. Feller that she married, and she's about to have a youngin' by. That's right, she's about to have a youngin'. I'm about to be a granddaddy, I reckon, and I'm excited about it, and Cheryl's excited about it too. But honey, that made me think of a story that happened to us while we was up there in Canada. You know, we went up there to meet John Luke's folks, you know, and they's good people. Now, I'm just gonna tell you that. But now, I got on one of them our subway trains while I was up there, right? and been on one of them things. And I thought, well, I'll try it. I was a little bit scared, but me and Cheryl went ahead and got on it anyhow, honey. We got on there, and as this woman got on there, and she was as pregnant as pregnant could be. She couldn't have been no more pregnant if she you didn't have twins. I'm just gonna tell you right now, she was about to pop. Well, anyhow, I said, honey, you want this here seat? Because I was sitting down. And it was crowded. And she's going to have to stand, and she said, I thank you. And she sat down there, and honey, we rode that train, and then, I guess it's her stop. They announced the stop, and I don't know, it's in French, and I didn't understand all of it. Anyhow, if I hadn't had that little Frenchy feller, I wouldn't have been able to n- know nothing of her. But anyhow, she got up, honey, and a pillar fell out from her dress. She wasn't a bit more pregnant than I was, and she just squalled real big and started running out toward the door. And honey, I just picked that pillar up, and I said, hey, you done forgot your pillar, baby. You done forgot your pillar, baby. I just told it at her three or four times, and she just kept on going, this red-faced as she could be, honey, and them Canadians just thought that was the funniest thing they'd ever seen in their life, and honey, I just horse laughed at it. I just thought it was funny as everything. It was worth giving up my seat over just to have a big laugh. Well, I bet you she don't pretend she's pregnant anymore. I'll guarantee you that. Well, anyhow, that's just a little update from the unknown redneck, and you know where I am.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, have you ever wondered what it's like to be a paramedic or an emergency medical technician, or what they bitch about on a daily basis? Well, I've got just the show for you. It's the Shift Ender Podcast with my buddy Drew McSalty and his cohort, Marco Narco. They are some salty medics and EMTs. I'm just going to tell you right now, if you want to know what it's like, check them out. Shift Ender Podcast. Things were really cooking at the safety belt steakhouse when we pinched them. Ouch! Betty gives us a ticket. That's right, and don't call me Betty. But we never wear safety belts. See, we're dummies. Then here's something even you can understand. For a good time, call... No, this. A ticket? Police are now ticketing low-life scum who don't wear safety belts, so buckle up. Surely you can give us a break. No, and don't call me Shirley. A message from the Department of Transportation and the Ad Council. You know what that sound means. It is time for some weird Tennessee news. Dateline, Chattanooga, Tennessee. A 24-year-old woman was arrested after a Facebook Live video showed her bench pressing her one-month-old daughter with one hand while blowing smoke in her face. And the video went viral. No shit. After several people reported the video to police, Tabricia Sexton, was charged with aggravated child abuse after being arrested at her home on Sunday. According to her arrest affidavit obtained by the news, Sexton allegedly told responding officers, I didn't want a fucking baby anyway. Huh. In the video, the accused was seen holding the infant over her head with one hand while lighting up with the free hand. It was not immediately clear what she was smoking. I'm sure it wasn't clear. Holding her baby up with one hand casually, she gave her a twirl and a shake. At one point during the video, she even blew smoke into the baby's face and reportedly dropped her. The mother continued her dangerous behavior, despite viewers telling her that she could cut it out. She gonna kill that baby, said one person. Another investigating officer noticed several empty liquor bottles at her apartment, and her breath smelled of alcohol. She initially denied being drunk. Police also noted that Sexton was making irrational statements at the time of her arrest. She was finally taken into custody by the authorities when her neighbors came over to her apartment and showed them the video. Sexton was booked by the Hamilton County Sheriff's Office on a $100,000 bond. The additional charges of resisting arrest and disorderly conduct were slapped on her. An unnamed friend of hers, I would never, ever, ever say that I was this lady's friend. An unnamed friend of hers told the police that Sexton couldn't find anyone to care for the baby before celebrating her 24th birthday, so she chose to party at home. The infant is currently under the care of Sexton's mother. Another neighbor said that she did not believe that Sexton wanted to hurt her baby. Pfft, whatever. <sighs> But she, her behavior was inappropriate. I'm glad the baby's safe. But when it comes down to it, she just needs some help. Well, she definitely needs some help, but she guarantee you she was trying to hurt that baby. And alcohol was involved. And there you go, folks. Another weird story from the state of Tennessee. Sometimes we're proud. Sometimes we're not. This is one of the knots. There you go. Until next time. fire's out let's hit the road uh dad the fire's not out it's still smoking no uh close enough come on dad do your homework if it's too hot to touch then it's too hot to leave i knew that
0: you're never too young to get your smoky on if you see someone in danger of starting a wildfire step in and make a difference brought to you by smoky bear
1: the u.s forest service your state forester and the ad council learn more at smokybear.com only you can prevent wildfires yeah it is time for the shout outs on kevin's podcast show just a reminder folks winter winter is coming don't forget it my first shout out is to the shift enter podcast with my buddy drew mcsalty And his cohort, Marco Narco, they talk about all things EMS. My next shout-out is to Derek's Heretics. It's a good podcast about all kinds of creepy, weird sort of phenomenon out there. Don't forget to look up the Libertarian Party of Tennessee on Facebook and on the World Wide Web's Weird Tennessee, where I get a lot of my Weird Tennessee stories, sponsored by my buddy Mike Wood, That's on Facebook also. Don't forget that Shotgun Shane, he has a new album coming out. It's called Salvage. It's available for pre-order right now on Google Play, Android phone, iTunes for the iPhone. And he has a new video dropping today. As you hear this, on Monday, he has a new video for the song Chances. So be sure and look that up. And until next time, I want to remind you once again, drink as much as you can, have sex as much as you can, and be happy because winter's coming and we may all be dead. In the next segment, Macaw Creepy. Heretics. that's the new song chances by shotgun shane it's off his album salvage salvage is the album and it is available for pre-order right now on google play for your android phone or device itunes for your iphone or iDevice, ipad ipad mini whatever kind of thing you want to download it's available it's available everywhere He has a video for this song, dropping Monday, October the 28th on YouTube. I'll put a link in the description. All you got to do is Google Shotgun Shane Chances. He's also doing a live show, his only live show in 2019. He's going to be at the Outback ATV Park in Larnburg, North Carolina. On December the 26th through the 29th. That's going to be their end of the year New Year's celebration. You can find all that on Facebook. But I'll put links in the description because I know some people kind of lazy, like me. Don't want to look it up. New album is Salvage. The song is Chances. The album is available for pre-order and the song. The video will drop on October the 28th, Monday, as you're hearing this. Check it out, man. Country rap's doing its thing. And Shotgun Chain's doing it,
0: too.
1: Okay, that's the end of... Episode 3, Season 4 of Kevin's Podcast Show. Thank you once again for listening. I certainly do appreciate it. We're going to make the attempt to have this podcast come out on Monday and Friday of every week. And bonus episodes sometimes on Wednesdays. So that's going to be my hours. Monday and Friday, sometimes Wednesday. It's the best I can do, folks. It's the best I can do. I want to thank all the dozens dozens and dozens. Of the KPS faithful out there. I sure do appreciate you. And until next time. I just hit my microphone. That was very unprofessional. Sorry. But until next time. It is. Deuces. And duck lips. Hi.
0: Is Grandma there? No, she's getting her hair done. What do you need? Can you just go get her for me? I'm really busy right now. Well, just tell her to come get me. Why? Because I don't feel good. Well, have you talked to the school nurse? No, she doesn't know anything. Will you just come get me? No. Well, will you do me a favor then? What? Can you bring me my chapstick? But my lips hurt real bad. Just borrow stuff from the school nurse. I know she has like five sticks in her drawer. I'm not going to use hers, you sicko. See ya. Oh, Idiot.